One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself, Eric Coleman, and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. Benji. Eric. Once again, it's been a little while. Yeah, we took a little bit of time off. Hopefully, everybody in the church world took some time off from Christmas and New Year's. But yes. Yes. We've, uh, we've taken some time off. Yeah, some of it was planned, some of it was unplanned, <laughs> including some sicknesses. Some, some sicknesses, yep. But uh, it's good to be back at the round table yeah. in a brand new year. It is 2023. What happened? 2022 came and went. It did. It's gone. Finally. We're moving Finally. on. We're, we're moving on. <laughs> no, 2022 is good. It I was think. good. It, I, I think, think it was good. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I don't remember what all, what all happened. That being said, maybe we should just update people on our Instagram situation yes. right away. Yes. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties on our Instagram page. Believe it or not, we might have messed up the email address <laughs> for the account. Maybe. Anyways, uh, with that said, unfortunately, we can no longer log into our Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what we've done is we've made a new Instagram account. A new one. A new one. So, everybody that's listening needs to go follow us on Instagram. And the new Instagram account is Technology in Worship Podcast. The old one was just Technology in Worship. So, now go follow Technology in Worship Podcast podcast and we won't lose our email address this time (laughs) with that said if because we've been saying like write us on instagram if you writ if you wrote us and we did not respond that's why (laughs) please go follow us on our new account and write us and we will respond we were wondering we're like why don't people ever like write us and they probably have no they probably have uh but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, technology in worship podcast. podcast. This is a podcast after yes. all. So it does make sense. Yeah. But yeah. So go follow us on there. Write us. We will respond. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's what's the new update now. And if you see some repeated posts from the old account. That could be why. That could be why as yeah. well. <laughs> but we will be posting on there. Uh, and updating it and all that fun stuff. So we hope to uh, see you guys over there. Yeah, we have some uh, goals for making this podcast even bigger than it was in 2022. Yes. Because even a reflection, I guess you could say, of that is that this podcast was birthed out of 2022. It was. We're like right around a year, I think, now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. 
We didn't do quite an episode every week, which is fine. It was, Life happens. It was pretty close. Busyness, yep. seasons. Um, yeah, we really only took like, I think, a couple of weeks off in summer and then uh, Christmas time and maybe one or two other little breaks throughout the year. But we've been trying to go every week. So, well, I got to get here to say hi to my good buddy, yeah. Benji. <laughs> you do. Say hi. Do life updates, check in on technology, all the stuff. All the, all the all stuff. All the stuff. All the good stuff. So let's talk about, uh, let's reflect on 2022 for a little bit. Let's talk about uh, maybe a couple of things that you did at Harvest as far as in the production department uh, that made a big difference, whether that was a purchase or recruiting or training or going to a conference like let's just talk about a couple things that we did that worked really good for us we saw benefits to those things um and then we could talk about goals and things that we want to do for this year yeah so probably just bounce it back and forth one at a time maybe i don't know yeah um so for me at Harvest, I'm definitely going to start off with the recruiting side of things mm. because our team has grown and I believe 2022 was one of the biggest years that it grew. And I think that was largely from our, what do we call it, ministry fair thing mm, that we do, yeah. which is... About every six months, we have a ministry fair at Harvest where each ministry sets up like a little table and you have a sign-up sheet for your thing. You decorate it with candy or, in my case, I put like a soundboard out. Everyone uh, got a soundboard? Lights. No, oh. no. Just on the table for you to like come up and touch <laughs> in, a, got it. in a way that wouldn't break things. Nice. For the regular normal system, but it was like an yep. independent system. But just out of that, gained a lot of solid volunteers who are still serving, who haven't given up yet. Good and, job. Yeah. Uh, who are eager to learn more as well and just jump in and help. So I would say kind of continuing in 2023, just continuing to make an effort to train those same people to grow more, but Mm -hmm. also using the ministry fair and other outlets to continue recruiting. Uh, Let's uh, let me ask you a question on your volunteer team. Ooh. How many volunteers does it take to pull off a normal weekend service? Let's just say like, ideally you don't have to like automate things and things like that. Like, what would be your uh, preferred amount of volunteers on a weekend service? Preferred would be five currently. So right now you currently have a, typically around five on a weekend. Yes. What would be ideal or what would you like to have? In this next year, I would like to see us have eight on a wow. weekend. Wow. Yeah. All right. So currently... You've got one audio person. One audio person. 
two camera operators. Yep. Pro presenter. Yep. Video switcher. Yep. And then if you want to count me, I kind of just view my role as like overall producer unless some areas short. And so you would like to go to eight. So what would be the three new positions? So broadcast audio. Okay. Live stream audio. Yep. Camera. And then kind of like I'd like to do either almost like stage support like kind of merge what i've been doing with the table i think mm-hmm. and have that person also kind of help with like a monitor. stage hand yeah or whatever. and like but also get them more versed in like audio too and help with monitor stuff like uh-huh. not that it's completely necessary because we have the yeah. app but if they were aware more so of how that soundboard functioned they could they could jump in and help, help versus me having to up walk up and do it. Yep. So like I think that and with that extra camera person, that would be more of a portable yeah. regular camera. Nice. So I think that's the goal. I think it's very achievable. Do you currently have enough volunteers to pull that off? Like forget training, like let's just say like you don't have audio guys that are trained right now. Uh, so forget that. If everybody was on board that you currently have, you could train them in whatever area you need. Do you have enough now or would you need more? I have enough now, but with our goal to kind of give people weeks to relax and things like that, I don't know that. It might be. It might end up being an every other week commitment. So right now, how often do they serve? One, two times a, one time most of them a month. Sometimes, sometimes twice, a month. twice a month. Yeah. So going up to eight on a weekend, they would almost all probably have to serve twice. every other weekend yeah. or whatever. So I think I realistically need to recruit. Like six people, yeah, to pull it off. Got it. It's three new positions, but six people could make it happen, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Nice. And then with us and with you too, you know, it's somewhat tricky to get volunteers for a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. They're uh, like, oh yeah, I can do that, but then they don't really want to commit to both. So currently, your or, team serves. The entire weekend. This is true. Yes. Yes. Which is how it should be. Yes. Do not go down the rabbit trail of a different team from Saturday to Sunday, unless it's a completely different service. If it's a completely different service, game on. If it's the same service, you got to get your volunteers to serve the entire weekend. It's just way, way easier. easier. Yep. Yes. Cool. I'm going to go with recruiting as my first goal. Uh, reflection. Reflection. And goal. and goal, I guess. Yeah. You, you did a two for one. Yeah. You cheater. Well, I mean, you reflect <laughs> on one area. I get, yeah, okay. Go. Yeah, you cheat. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay, my turn. I would say one big thing that we did uh, last year was upgrading our main camera to the studio, the Blackmagic Studio 4K Pro. 
Which I recall you being slightly hesitant of at first. I was because, uh, and I still am in the same mindset. Back then, we didn't have as many cameras. And I wanted to make sure that whatever camera I get can be used for more than just a weekend service. If the need comes about. Yeah. And that could be uh, recording announcement video or a bumper, whatever it might be, a bumper video, who knows, promo video for stuff. Um, And I didn't really, at that time, didn't really want to invest in a camera that for the most part is only used on a weekend service. So uh, I had a Pocket Cinema 4K as our camera one main shot for a while. And then I, I got the 6K Pros uh, once the Pros came out and we started using those a lot more. And then I'm like, okay, maybe now I could get a camera that is mostly used only for weekend services. Because then we started using the 6K Pro for shooting stuff during the week, announcement videos, whatever it might be. And then that 4K started just sitting and only being used Saturday and Sundays. Then I decided, okay, let's do the 4K Pro. So we got that and got the control, the handle controls and all that stuff. And it's an amazing camera for it the really price. It really is. Like really good. It, it's nice that it has the larger screen than the, the pocket cinema. So a little bit easier for the operators to see focus and all that stuff. Uh, it's really nice having the handle controls. And it's just a good-looking camera. And you can still technically record. Which we've it. done. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can plug a, uh, like a hard drive into it, USB-C. I don't know. It does not have a SD card slot or anything. I think USB-C. it's only... USB-C, yep. yeah. And so you can still record on them. It's just not as portable as like a right. four. Because the camera cinema. itself needs to be plugged in. Right. There's no battery or anything like that. So, yeah, that was a... Very good purchase. And I'm glad that I waited because, again, I'm in that mindset like that's an ex- expensive piece of gear that is only used on Saturdays and Sundays. I'd have to buy another camera if I wanted to go record announcement video or whatever. So, yeah, so I'm still in that mindset now of like, okay, if I update a camera, what direction am I going? Is it multi use? Is it weekend only use? what am I going to use it for? So, um, so now we've moved our 4k pocket cinema 4k up as our, on a motorized slider for our drums and then got the studio 4k as our main shot along with two 6k pros in the back as well. And, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to cheat just like you Yeah. for my goal. Please do it. It's not cheating. Well, because every area of reflection is also an area of growth. Yeah, sure. Uh, we might be purchasing another Studio 4K Pro, and then moving a six the 6K Pro out to do maybe a handheld and some other stuff. So, yeah, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Another reflection for you. Another reflection for me. I'm gonna go with an item that was purchased. Slash based on a recommendation of you. <laughs> Great. 
And it's going to be simpler than you think it would be. Okay. Huh. I have no I, idea what you're going to say. I know. I know. I really loved this last year we moved tracks to completely be on playback. Uh-huh. So instead of using Ableton, Ableton, which we used for a long time, yep. playback has just made it so much easier to build the tracks for how we use them. Like we were kind of, it was cumbersome for tracks on yep. Ableton at the time. But that being said, you can't really do Dante on an iPad yet. Correct. Like full-fledged yeah, Dante. Yeah, you can do two channels, I think. Which... Dante, if you're listening, which is not, you know, Audinate actually, but yeah. um, please, that'd be cool if you could do that this year. I think they're point. still trying to catch up on Yamaha Dante chips, but. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, but that's, that leads me to couldn't do Dante. So all we had really was left, right, yep. out yep. at first from a iPad because we ran into all those glitches trying to do it on a computer yes with our <laughs> our changing changing other things and, yeah yeah so that leads me to finally the recommendation to get a usb extender over ethernet mm. box yeah game changer game changer because basically on stage it still looks like an ethernet like it still kind of functions as if like or like the ease of use of patching it here and there is very easy for us and yet we still kind of gain some sort of functionality so the two systems are slightly similar but definitely different the youth room is my favorite because that board actually is is a a usb interface yep So a USB off of the board over Ethernet to the stage, connect USB to an iPad, voila. Get you a million outputs. 32 channels I can use or whatever. Yep. And then on the board, just bing, 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 say. Yep. And it's done. That's my favorite. That's a good one. In the worship center, I mean, we normally only use left, right anyway. So it's just... I have a four-channel interface, so we got clicks. We got like a solo clicks? channel. You have more than one click? Sorry, click, <laughs> cues, clicks. Clicks. Click and cues. Then we got like a solo track channel for whatever random instrument that we want to add in addition to the left and right channels off of a four-channel interface. But that's just hanging out in the back rack, and then the USB extender over Ethernet comes to the stage, and same thing usb and voila it's great nice just for simplicity of plugging in to an ipad and taking that ipad like or editing on my computer but loading it on the ipad or editing on my ipad loading on that ipad just super simple yep including transferring cues and all that stuff with and you can extend usb like a million feet over yes. Ethernet. Yes. I think it's 300 feet, but it's pretty cool. So that has been really great. One area of improvement in that area, maybe not quite my reflection, but just like <laughs> an area of improvement. And I haven't shared this with Benji yet. So oh boy. with our worship center, we added a Looptimus pedal in uh-huh. to play. 
And uh, once again, I, I mentioned a spending freeze at one yes. point. So we implemented that before we could spend money. Mm-hmm. And basically adding the Looptimus has started to drain the iPad battery. Mm. So guess what happened this this past weekend? Your battery died. The battery died on the iPad. Was it not plugged for in? For the last song. No, Did it you? was plugged in. Oh, Both. so like, like the charger block doesn't supply enough power yes. now. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So it died for the last song this past weekend. Is that USB-C? Lightning. Lightning. That's a Lightning Got iPad. It. Uh, it's the like first generation yeah. iPad Pro. I was going to say if it's USB-C, you can get like a MacBook charger. Well, I did do that. To, oh. I've tested it with that now. Oh, yeah, because the USB-C to Lightning cable yeah. or whatever. Yep. And it, uh, that's what we need to do, but we didn't yep. have money. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, it died for the last song, and we weren't Did it able. die in the middle of the song, or? No, it during the sermon. Oh, that's right. You had a song at the very end we, of the service. On the ProPresenter computer, one of my volunteers was on their A game. Yep. And noticed that the little MIDI icon uh, little guy bo- is bouncing in the bouncing. dock. Yep. And Lost connection. she's like, hey, this is bouncing. And I was like, oh, oh, you know what? I know what that means. Wasn't quite sure. It's it's disconnected for other reasons before. Yep. But usually it's only because like the iPad is asleep or something. Yep. And the only reason that would have happened in this case it was died. it died. Yep. Were you uh, automating your lyrics or why was it connected to ProPresenter computer? Yeah, automating lyrics. Got it. So then that op had to do the lyrics for that last song. The last song didn't have click cues, tracks. Right. It was all... It was all on the band. Just yep. They did fine. Nice. So anyway, nice. area of improvement, maybe not completely a whole goal right there. Yep. But. Uh all right. For me, another one was switching our live stream broadcast audio from an M7CL to Pro Tools. A DAW. A D-A-W. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was a pretty big process. Also um, a pretty big move because... Very big move. There was a long time, I mean, process-wise, but there was also a long time when I would say most people were still saying, like, don't mix in yes, a DAW. that's correct. Like, things that you and I would go to for training. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, I, I tend to live life on the edge a little bit, as some of you have probably heard on uh, previous podcasts of doing things last minute and things that I do that I don't really recommend to uh, others to do. <clears throat> and so, like running us, changing out a whole soundboard at front of house to a CL5, like on Thursday, on Thursday before the weekend service. Don't, re- don't recommend that. But, anyways, um, yeah, so it was it, it was still like I don't I wouldn't say frowned upon, but there was still conversation where people are like uh a daw not super reliable or um I guess that's probably the main thing, like reliable. Reliability. It, can, it can crash because it's a computer. Uh soundboards Digital boards are also a computer. However, they are more stable because it's not running an operating system like Mac or Windows and other apps in the background and things like that. So it's more stable on a soundboard. 
but they're also computers. I had a, we joke about this all the time, but I had a MacBook, uh, a oh, MacBook Pro. Just no, sorry, around. not a MacBook Pro. A Mac Pro, the uh, trash can computer laying around because I had just switched over to the M1 Mac Mini for ProPresenter. And so I had a Mac Pro sitting there and I'm like, I could give this a shot. So actually what I did was I hooked it up kind of like a, almost like a secondary um, mixing. Yeah. Still had the M7 as the main mixing station and just kind of ran it for multiple weeks just to see like, okay, can it handle plugins? Can it handle all these, uh, all the channel inputs? Can it handle recording? Can it handle all this stuff before? And I never had an issue with it. So I'm like, eh, I'm going to do it. So we uh, switched everything over to Pro Tools, got a couple of the Avid S1 surfaces to control it. I think the first maybe month, I just used a mouse and a like a USB Nord or the a Korg. no the Korg, not Nord. That's a keyboard um, interface just to like be able to move some faders. The Nano Control Two. Yeah, the problem like. is it's not a motorized fader, so like if you move it on the surface, it will move it in Pro Tools. But then if I use the mouse to move that fader in Pro Tools, it won't move it on the interface. Yes. But that was just a little learning curve of like, don't use the mouse for like these inputs or whatever it might be. And it worked really good. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go to a motorized surface. So then I bought an S1. And then I'm like, this works really well. So then I bought another S1. And that's kind of where we're at now. Like two S1 for the control surface. We basically use those for um, vocals and the pastor mic and pro presenter, kind of those types of things. All the band inputs, I would say for the most part, we still use the mouse, which just works really well. It's just simple. And it has drastically improved the quality of our drastically. sound. So it just comes over Dante Virtual Sound Card from our... Rio Yamaha Rio stage box right to the Mac Pro and it's pretty legit. I love it. Legit. It's 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 awesome. So, and I've got it set up where it's for the most part it's basically like plug and play like volunteer shows up, they push faders and that's it. Um and it's it's pretty cool. So, I don't have any automation on it. Uh, Some of the stuff I couldn't figure out as far as like stuff that I have upstairs, as far as like, I'll play a video, it's control faders moving automatically, things like that. That's what we do upstairs. Um, But it's still legit. And it's legit. And I would knock on wood, but I'm not going to, because that would just sound weird in the microphone. But, we have not had a crash since day one of implementing uh, the rig. So, and I do have a system in place that, like a failover, if the computer were to stop producing audio, it would automatically switch over to our CL5 front of house mix. So, I do have a system in place that if something were to fail or crash, it would switch over to another 
audio source. Audio source. And the show still goes on. What are your goals for that? Or um, maybe not goals, if you don't want to call it that, but what's an area of improvement for broadcast audio in 2023? That is a great question. I don't have any. Oh, okay. It's just amazing. It just works. I mean... It's pretty legit. It's not going to get another surface or anything. I've thought about getting a third surface. Um, I may, but I don't know if it's really that necessary because again, we just use the mouse for everything else. Uh, and the two surfaces for basically all of our microphones and computers. And we just leave it on that. Now we could push a couple buttons and switch the bank over. It's not like locked or anything. Um, but I've trained our volunteer team that runs it to, it's easier to just leave all the important microphones basically on the surface and use the mouse for all the other stuff versus, and always have that ready to go in case there's like a last minute mic change or uh, something unplanned we have microphones right in front of us ready to go versus like, oh, I'm four banks over and now the pastor came out and we didn't know it and we missed the first five words of his, whatever he was saying because we were on the wrong bank. Yeah. We just leave it on all of our microphones and it works really well and just use the mouse. And so I don't know if adding a third one would actually benefit anything. Maybe it would, but as of right now, I don't really have a goal or improvement or anything um, for this year for broadcast audio. You got another one? Do you want me to go? I, I can do another one. Why don't you go and do another one? Okay. And I'll still think of a okay. third one. Uh, this one just happened like three, four weeks ago. Oh, really recent. Really recent. Um, we finally... Uh, I think in oh, our oh, I know what you're. T- I know what you're gonna. S- I know what I know what's coming. Sorry I, to interrupt. I but think I just- in our lighting oh uh, podcast episode, we talked about what we use for our stage wash lights or our uh, subject lighting, and wanting to upgrade and and all that stuff. And we finally did that. We bought four. Um, variable wash intelligent lights for our subject lighting basically for just to like try it out see how it works and we did that for our christmas season i guess you could say and they look amazing Mm. so i bought four more right before the end of the year and i haven't hung them yet because i took like a whole bunch of weeks off from work but we will have eight now or maybe six and do something else with the other two, but they have a zoom or a focus, um, option or feature and then a variable white. So we are running our lighting at four K now, which looks amazing in person amazing. and amazing on video. Now is every single camera set to four K? It is. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And that is like game changer right there. So before we had your standard like source for par um ellipsoidals or spots or washes. And we put the I'm gonna get this 
lettering wrong, I believe, because I don't know it off the top of my head, but the like the CFE blue gel in front of all those lights that converts from like whatever it is, 2,700 to 3,400 or something like that. And it looked decent, but um, the problem is with gels is they end up fading. Every time you use the light, it's going to basically fade that color away slowly or possibly burn it. And you don't use all the lights all at the exact same time with the same intensity. So some are going to burn the gels faster than others. And we just end up having like very inconsistent color temperature across our stage. And we'd set the color temperature on our cameras for, you know, like a worship set and then go to fast forward to our message or speaking lighting and it's a different color temperature or vice versa or like left side of the stage is more yellow than the right side, whatever it might be. And it was just very inconsistent and I didn't really like it. And now it's consistent no matter what. And they're also intelligent. So like I can use those say for lights for worship speaking comes and then those lights move to where our speaking platform is. And so it's the same lights, the same color temperature the entire time. It has uh, drastically improved the look of our stage as well. And then another weird thing is we use haze. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why there's probably science behind it, but whatever we don't get the cloudiness of the haze from our, LEDs from the LEDs that we would with the uh, the ellipsoidals or the pars. That's cool. Which is kind of weird. Maybe there's something with it with like the focus or the zoom or maybe it's the color temperature. I'm not sure. Um, but you can't really see the haze um, in front of those lights, which is pretty cool. That was a very big game changer for 2022 just at the tail end the tail end of 2022 we uh i was trying to see if i could rent some before i bought any and i couldn't rent any it was mostly my fault i waited too long that's what happens when you wait too long and uh so like well i'm just gonna buy them so that's what i did You got got one now? I got one. All right. As you can tell, Benji's are a lot more um, extravagant than mine are. (laughs) But uh, guess what? We we finally got an M1 Mac. That's what I'm going to say. Yes. In our youth center. Is is this the first one like in the production department? First one in the production department. I think there's a couple in the wild for staff laptops. Yeah. But as far but as production, one, pro, pro presenter, that type of stuff. And this isn't even in our worship center, but yes. I'm a little bit more everywhere. So like yep. I watch and need to develop systems everywhere. Not that you aren't, but like I'm very involved in those ministries yep. happening throughout the week. Yep. So getting a M1 mini in the youth center has... Uh, drastically improved the video playback quality as well as just you can just like it's so pro presenter with just like you could just like 
Snappy. Just like smack that space bar. Yeah, you were smacking that space bar. And it'll just bounce all around yes. in the ProPresenter slide queue without a hiccup. Makes me think like I really just need to use even a base model in the worship center. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start asking some questions about this. So did, did you get the 8 gig or the 16 gig? 8 gig, okay. super base. Yep. And you're using the Decklink Duo card or? Yes, using a Decklink okay. Duo card to run the ProPresenter outputs. So you, so in the youth room, you're running a projector and stage display. Projector, stage display, as well as since the Mac Mini doesn't have its own display, a display. Yeah, like the operator display. So, so three outputs? Yeah. Got it. For that. Yep. I still have it set up. Basically, I set it up identically to how I had it before, which is the computer monitor is right now a mirrored, also a mirrored input on the uh, video switcher. Or, Got it. Well, yep. So the computer monitor has its its output. Then it goes, the second output goes to the video switcher. And that's mirrored. And that's mirrored currently. Yep. If yep. it needs to be extended, it can be extended. But a lot of people just want to come in, pull up some video on some streaming site, yep. and watch it. So they just, yep. for simplicity, don't have to drag it to the other window, blah, yep. blah, blah. And then ProPresenter is on one independent output. So if you're using ProPresenter, you have to switch it to a whole different mm, got input, it. I yep. guess. And then the... Stage display is off of the Decklink Duo. Mm-hmm. That's just directly off the Decklink Duo to the monitor, so don't see that anywhere else. And then I am using two in there for Alpha Key as well. Got it. Off of the Decklink. Got it. And that's because that's what we run in the Worship Center. Mm-hmm. So if we ever need to kind of mimic the same which you did setup. Uh, not too long ago. Yeah, we've done it twice now. Yep. Very rarely, but twice in 2022, yep. we've had our actual service in that building. So I wanted a quick and easy way to basically just move, like have a very similar system. Yep. So what else are you running on that computer at the same time as ProPresenter? Do, well, do you run lighting? Do you run uh, music, anything? Yeah, it's running like music as well or it's supposed to run lighting <laughs> but not yet but not yet that's one it's of going the to be. areas of 2023 it will be yes got it well it was supposed to right out of the box but oh the uh the box the um uh, if i wanted to run dmxs mm-hmm. it uh it's registered and it sees it, but there's some weird glitch glitch thing yeah that i ran into upstairs too on a Non M1 mm-hmm. Mac Mini, so I still just need to figure that out. I yep. feel like there's some sort of driver mm-hmm. through terminal that I need to like disable or enable or something. Got it. But yeah, it's not working. But it will be. But it will. Be. It will be running lights and music and pro. <clears throat> excuse me, pro presenter all at the same time. Yep, it's a simple thing. But it uh, has greatly in, like sped up. Like we were having glitchy video playback yep. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So now that'll be a great improvement for this year, and I would love to see some more 
M1, M2 machines, mm-hmm. M3 maybe. We'll see. M27. In this next year yeah. that we're in now. So Nice. When we break it down, they're really cheap too. It's just They are almost too good to be true cheap yeah. for what they can do. Now, I mean, obviously the M1s are limited to two outputs. So by the time you add the Decklink card and the chassis, like it is I wouldn't say it's expensive. It's more money than obviously the initial purchase of, oh, I just need this computer and it can do all this stuff. Uh, you do need a couple other things if you're running more than two outputs, but it's still a very powerful computer for the price. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm rocking like, I don't know, four of them, I think, five of them. Actually, all of our, all of our computers that run ProPresenter are M1s. So kids' rooms, other campus, main campus, all that stuff. And they're rock solid. Just uh, random, I can't remember. Is the Morris Campus Mini a base or is it upgraded? Yeah. yeah, so the one in our main campus is the 16 gig version. It's running a lot of programs all at the same time. It's doing a lot. And it's never hicked up, hiccuped one time. The Morse campus, our uh, children's room, and our youth room are all on the base model. Okay. But they're running uh, music, ProPresenter, uh, Morse is running uh, QLab. They're all running lights, all on the same computer. Yeah. No problem. So, yeah. So, So we we hit on a few... Goals. I got I got one more. Oh, you have another one. I do. What? I could I could I have a couple. I could go on. I could go on. It 2022. I know we started off the episode saying it's about time or I'm glad it's over. It was actually a really good year. I'm also going to steal one of yours oh, and say it. recruiting. A few episodes ago, I mentioned how I ran a little uh contest with two of our high school volunteer um guys, of who could get me the most volunteers by December 1st. And out of that, con- oh, that reminds me, I still owe him a Starbucks gift card. Totally forgot. Wow. Anyways, I have, he hasn't served since I think I, de- I declared him the winner. So anyways, um, I made a contest. I said, whoever got me the most volunteers would get a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donut gift card for $25. And out of that, I ended up getting eight. That's right. Eight, eight volunteers, which at this point, I actually have two. <laughs> I have too many volunteers. Send them my way. So for 20, uh, probably everybody listening is like, send them my way. Um, but it's a really good problem to have. And, but it is a problem. So for 2023, we've actually incorporated a, another camera operator position, which is going live this weekend. And uh, so, yeah, we end up getting eight out of that. Solid. So if anyone is short or lacking volunteers, um, all you have to do is create a contest and you will get a lot of volunteers. I got one more. I know I have one. 
You can't go. Do you want to go? Yeah, I want to go. Because I'm going to steal yours, and it's probably what Dang you're going to say. No, you're steal one that I haven't said yet? Yeah. No, you won't. Oh, you don't think so? Nope. Go ahead. I haven't used it for ministry purposes yet. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> it's a 3D printer. It's a 3D printer. It is. But yeah, <laughs> these things, and just seeing how you were able to use it for... Uh, just a gift, honestly, at this point. Yeah. But there's a, like, I've printed a little stand for my little A10 Mini. Yep. Um, I don't know. Yeah, 3D printer. Yeah, I saw. Stealing a, it. I saw a lot of pictures on our Facebook, or our church Facebook group of uh, people that got the ornaments and they hung them on their trees, which is pretty cool. So, all right, my last one. It's, is is real? Is my yeah yeah. Uh, it's not a three D printer, except that was. I could steal that one from you. But, I know. Um, my last one is we hired a media content director. Yes, which was another game changer. Game changer. So share the load. Uh, yeah. So Riley, who's been on this podcast on talking about drums because he's a drummer. But uh, he got hired in June, and he, so he's been on staff, I guess, for six months six, now. Six, seven months. Um, but he's in charge of all of our video stuff now, which took that big load off of me, so I don't have to worry about that stuff. And it's pretty nice. Pretty nice. He has upped our video game quite a bit. He has introduced a wireless handheld camera app for our weekend services so i think probably since hmm, maybe mid-november probably mid-november we've been running a wireless handheld camera i believe just about every weekend and uh it looks really cool and our video ops love it. They're oh, like, yeah. they're like, don't put me on camera one anymore. Cause camera one is like on the tripod stuck, stuck there. And I've got, uh, two, I think two volunteers are like, I don't want to run camera one anymore. Just put me on the wireless. Camera. Wow. I'm like, okay. Okay. So he was actually one of those is one of the ones that was in the contest that got me the most volunteers. He, he won. And part of his, uh, Reasoning, was uh, reasoning is, hey, one. if I give you a whole bunch of volunteers, you could put them on camera one, and then I no longer have to do camera one. I'm like, deal. So, because you got to find your own replacement. Yep, find your own replacement. It worked out great. So, yeah, so he's taken a, a big chunk of work off of me so I can focus on other junk. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it's been great. He uh, actually, he walked in while we're recording this and he plopped a big old family size bag of Sour Patch Kids in front of us on the round table. Yep. So I'm just sitting here st staring at that right they're now. They're not my favorite, but I know they're one of yours. They're one of, well, anything with sugar is my favorite. So. But yeah, I really do like Sour Patch Kids. Let's talk quickly on goals or we we've we've done some of them but uh some more goals vision that type of thing for 2023 and then we can wrap this sucker up i'll go first okay uh so it, it's kind of in line with 
recruiting, I guess. But just continuing to see each ministry, um, because I kind of oversee those, like each ministry's technical aspects as well. Just seeing each of them kind of get trained and including there because they provide me basically with a volunteer that I train to kind of do their technical stuff, but continuing to train them as well as my team. So I guess it's more of a training thing and providing great resources during the week when we can't do like an hands-on training or whatever, but just providing resources and then seeing basically this year I want to I want to duplicate myself like four times. You have a 3D printer. You could print yourself. Yeah. But <laughs> duplicate myself not, Along with your brains yeah, and not, your hands and your feet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I know everything either, but just knowing that some of the team doesn't know everything. Yep. Like, well, they're, they're volunteers. They're volunteers. They, we should not expect them to know everything. That's not their job. It's not. So, But I do want them to kind of grow in their like critical course. thinking and troubleshooting skills. Yep. Where right now... Not everyone is always thinking through those things. Yep. So that's what I mean by like duplicating it. Got it's it. like uh, just growing in critical thinking, technical troubleshooting, troubleshooting. skills. Yep. yep. Nice. That's that's it. Okay. That's the, that's the goal. <laughs> that's that's one of your goals. All right. One of our goals is we are we should be having a meeting here uh, in a few weeks to discuss our live stream vision casting where we want our live stream to go and that type of stuff is this uh that's a staff meeting staff meeting yep and well not full staff it's like production and lead pastor and executive pastor i think yeah but anyways uh just to see like where the vision is where we want to go and that type of stuff with that said if it goes the direction where we think it might go uh we will be introducing a new uh volunteer position that would be part of the uh, production team that we don't really have an official title but it's kind of like a host slash quality control of our live stream okay so they will have a computer they'll be located um probably in studio b but they will host our live stream. So they'll be like the person that you talk to if you're watching our live stream. But also they'll be doing quality control as far as like comments. Um, well, yeah, comments, but also like, hey, this this camera looks a little darker than the other cameras or this audio is a little bit quieter than the, the announcement mic is quiet versus the band, like that type of thing. Like just overall... That type oh, of stuff. kind of receiving, getting, giving that feedback versus hearing it from a volunteer in yeah. a comment or, yeah. or hearing from someone yep. watching. So they'll they'll have headphones on or whatever, and they're kind of those those eyes. So that will take a little bit of training, obviously, because they need to look at things a little differently. But they're not; they don't need to know like, oh, the um, the pastor's uh, EQ of 2K needs to come down a little bit. Like you don't need to know like that type of stuff, but the average person can say, oh, that is a little quieter than 
the previous microphone or the band was really loud and the speaking is quiet or that camera is pretty dark on my screen and they can tell the video switcher person like, hey, can you check your cameras? It might look okay on their screen, but the end result might be a little off or the words might be not turned on like low screen graphics might not be turned on that that type of stuff so it's just another set of eyes on our stream along with hosting and reaching out to those hundreds of people that we're reaching or that were that are tuning in that we currently aren't communicating with i guess you could say and again we've got this problem of too many volunteers so it kind of opens up that a little bit yeah that's one of our to be determined i think that's the direction that we will go but obviously without having the the meeting with everybody not quite sure that's exactly where we go but that's what i'm thinking we will so i'm gonna combine a couple into one whoa i don't know if that's allowed well it's kind of all one first your first thing you cheated and i know but anyways go ahead but just uh, so it's one but it's over multiple areas. So just improving overall, improving the quality of what we do, Mm -hmm. quality and consistency. So just improving, continuing to improve audio in person and online video in person online. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not, gonna go dive into each area i'm just saying that that is one of my goals is for each area to receive continue receiving update and quality and uh consistency i think we got really consistent in 2022 that's kind of one of my little reflections Mm -hmm. like if you watch our live stream week to week it's pretty consistent yep as far as the shots we take that kind of thing or how i think I, i mean covid was really bad but I think one of the good things that came out of COVID is the general vision of most churches and live stream. Yeah. Like making sure their shots are relatively good in focus, that type of thing. And the attention to detail of their lives, of everyone's live stream. And I think it was also, I think a good, um, a good time to say this is the direction we're going. It was an easy thing to say we're now live streaming or we are now having seven cameras versus four cameras or we're now doing this versus that. It was an easy well because of COVID or because we did this during COVID, we're still going to do this because now we see a value in it. Um so, yeah, improving quality and all is yeah good that's my goal i don't know that i'll be able to purchase a new soundboard or all those sorts of things that i would love to do to help with that but yeah continuing but I mean, to use the tools that again, we have yeah, access to just and, because you know i've i've seen people create an amazing mix on an x32 yeah it's a what three thousand dollar board or not even and you can make a really good mix out of that obviously an x32 isn't going to work for everybody because of demands and and stuff so um but i would say most a lot of people say gear doesn't uh improve quality that much 
I'm on the fence with that because it does improve quality. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't create something good or really good with the current got. gear that you have. Yep. So um, I think it depends on the the equip the equipment itself like in the realm of audio you can create a really good mix on an x32 or an ssl board like you can create a a good mix on both of those you can have a bad audio guy on an ssl create a really bad mix on an ssl you can have a really good audio engineer create a really good mix on an x32 and vice versa but i think when it comes to video equipment does make a big difference like you have a poor quality camera, even with a good operator, like you, you might get good, a little bit better image or a little bit better movement out of a poor camera, but a poor camera is still a poor, poor camera. camera. Like you can't really get that good of image. Or you could out of have a, a really good camera and terrible lighting. Sure. And still be in the same situation. Yeah. But like gear in video, I think is a little bit different than gear in audio. And same thing in lighting, like you can have poor quality lights, depending on your room, they still might do really good. You don't need the $4,000 fixture that a large church has in your smaller church. You just don't need it. I would say most of our lights that we have in our room are knockoff lights and they work really good in our room. They would not probably work in a big room because you need a brighter light in a bigger room, but they still work really good. So I think in context and product knowledge, that is more important than the actual product or the gear itself. Yeah. So nice. All right. I've got another one. Go for it. Uh, Now that we have a, pretty decent uh video system as far as like camera wise we still don't run tally lights for our cameras oh yeah so um hopefully very soon but obviously within 2023 uh we are going to get all of our tally lights working and that part of it working cool yeah i I would like to add to that on mine as well i have it for two Two of our five cameras. We have it for none. So, and I don't know, maybe it's just something I need to try out. It doesn't matter. We're still going to do it anyways. I don't know if the pocket 6Ks, like that tally light's pretty small compared to the studio. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to necessarily see the tally light. it kind of thing to tie it in? But we're still going to do it anyways. Um, But maybe from stage it's not as visible as like the studio but for the operator but it'll be visible those are i mean that are on the multi-view it's the... already on the multi-view it's already shown the tail lights work I guess oh I you mean the operator the of the camera to... operator yeah. yeah 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 uh well we call our shots so we i want to get that going like yesterday but we'll get that hopefully uh this first quarter is our goal cool yep you got any more Yes. No. No more gold. I'm sure there's a lot out there, but yeah. I feel like I kind of bundled them all into. I got one last two. one, and then and then I'll shut up. Okay. Please do. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, I'm going to make 2023. Ooh. I'm going to make this announcement right now, so everyone hears. Oh. 
the year of cleaning and organizing. Uh, I'm going to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, a couple of side rooms off our stage that need some major attention. And um, I would say a little bit of wiring, not a lot of wiring, but a little bit of wiring. Cause like we've cable management, ca- cable management. We've, we've moved a lot of things. So there's cables that are no longer used, but they're still in place type of stuff. I just want to clean that up a little bit, but it's mostly geared towards our uh, side stage rooms. So that kind of just get the left alone and things shoved in and yeah. forgotten about. So similarly, I would love to steal that from you, but also just with the systems like that I have in place, just, cable management there as well which is all the same like yeah. not just storage yeah but just simplifying systems and mm-hmm. cables that at least are seen yep to be unseen because i know that you kind of went on a recent kick of like the more screens that people see the more confused that yeah. they can get sometimes yeah we've actually dialed back a lot of our screens yeah so i kind of want to do more of that yep. just to have like just focus on what's in front of you yep even if that means like right now we have three monitors at our video switcher that are kind of like redundant mm-hmm. so just like getting a big 55 inch or 50 yep. inch just with right mul- in front of them yeah. with the multi-view yep. and calling it a day the kvm does help with that that's true so that's one way we got rid of a lot of screens because now I can access multiple computers from one One. screen. Yeah. And I'm, you know, sometimes I'm constantly toggling back and forth, but to me it's a lot cleaner and easier with one screen than five screens or whatever it might be. Yeah. So, all right. Sounds like 2023 is going to be a year of change. Busy year. Busy year. And we're only in week one. We hope it's a great year for you as well. Yes. Be sure to follow us on our new Instagram account. New. New. As in N-E-W at uh, Technology in Worship Podcast. Please follow us on there. We know our follower count right now. We do. So we hope that by listening to this episode that it it grows. I'm I'm going to put a challenge out there. I want to see our current count double by the next episode wow let's do it so go follow us on there and you'll see updates and pictures and stuff and yeah which our goal is to continue to release more and more podcasts for you all and training resources yep we've got we've got some exciting podcasts coming up of uh streaming cameras and more automation stuff and digital signage and a lot of cool stuff coming up so so we'll be back next week with a new episode for you later wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church picture it people would press in during worship They'd be fully focused during your sermons, and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches, because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, 
announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today.